Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another Get Genius episode. Today, we're talking with Damien Lupo, and it's a really great interview for a lot of us. I think that there's a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, well, people in in general that have a, a fear around their finances, really taking a hard, cold look at where they're at and what their future is financially. And Damien has pretty much dedicated his his life and his business to alleviating those those fears and really helping people to change their mindset. So let me tell you a little bit about Damien before we jump into the interview. He's um, he's an entrepreneur and he's operated many successful businesses ranging from insurance, um, precious metals, financial consulting, real estate, venture capital, and more. And he's also written books on these topics. And what all of that did for him was a make him a lot of money, (laughs) but really what it did was make him realize where he was in his life and what financial freedom truly is. And so all of this knowledge that he has accumulated and and the mistakes, because we, we learn the best lessons from our mistakes, led him to create a better path leading to financial freedom. And that resulted in his business called Total Control Financial. And so more more than a company, much more than a financial planning company, it's it's a community and it's manically focused on a vision for creating a community focused on a 10x factor of growth and impact. He had a transformational moment among many actually, but one moment happened in back in 2008 when he experienced his his parents who were working really hard and had financial struggles and um, at the same time confronted with a health crisis. And the reality of lost health options due to a lack of financial resources compelled him to dig deeper for a solution. And, you know, he thought to himself, this should not happen, (laughs) not to anyone, not to family or, or anyone. And so being somebody who was never comfortable with the status quo, he dedicated his energies towards teaching people how to transform their financial future. And he really believes that this, this is what helps people avoid financial chaos. And most people feel that they have limited options on how to resolve it. And he wants to shift that mindset to show you that you do have options. And especially with people in their 50s and 60s, as they're approaching retirement, it gets pretty scary. And he doesn't want people to live in fear about their financial future. And the sad thing is, is that many people do and they're living kind of from on the month to month. And even if they are making a lot of money, there's still that fear mindset of, okay, what about the future? And Damien offers so much knowledge and education and support his business does. And it really makes taking control over your finances an easy choice 
and not something so scary. And this, the whole mission that he has is really personal to him. I really see it as a holistic approach to your finances, not just somebody that you give a check to, pay high fees to, to take over what you might feel you don't have knowledge in. And that's something that we talk about in the interview is a lot of people some people feel stupid when it comes to managing finances and investing and Wall Street and the whole, you know, stocks and trading and it, everything is just like, what? And so, of course, because they feel confused, they're handing over their, their hard-earned money, probably more than they should, to some for somebody else to manage it for them. And the thing is, is they may not be managing what's best for you and who you are as an individual. But Damien has a that really holistic approach to looking at an individual and really kind of diving into what is it that's maybe holding them back? Um, what is it that they really want and what's right for them? Because what might be right for one person financially is not going to be right for somebody else. And what a lot of planners might tell you um, might be just something that they're telling a lot of people. It's kind of part of like what they, what they do to get everybody on this same program when maybe there's something bigger and better out there for you. And Damien has this vast knowledge of financial markets, monetary systems, economics, psychology, and pattern recognition that all gives him this amazing ability to see people's hidden struggles and help them really discover a new way of thinking about their financial health. And we talk about that as well, that it's important to have healthy finances, just like it is important to have a healthy body. But sometimes we take that for for granted and we think that it's, you know, it's just our bodies or it, it doesn't really matter or they don't want to look at the, the bad habits or the habits that might be harming them. So working with Damien, like in, in his company, really helps you to rewire your mindset and behaviors. And this in turn creates a path of, of success for his clients and, and their priorities. And it's cool because we talk about some of the stories that I think we can relate to. Um, if you can have, if you can have that tangible plan in place it just takes so much pressure off of you, but you can't get that plan until you know what you're really working with. And Damien has gone through all of this. That's what's so cool. He's an expert in the sense that he's made many, many, many mistakes and he's learned from them. I myself love learning from quote unquote experts like him because it's not just coming from studying books and doing it the right way from the very beginning. It's it's really having that desire to learn more because of the mistakes that you've you've made. And so through him, we can learn what not to do and avoid a lot of those pitfalls. He's very transparent about his own journey as well as his challenges and his successes. And it's why he's so sought after as an author, as a speaker. Uh, please listen because you really want to get his book. So pay attention to that at the end. Um, and he's got a great, great community here with 
total control of financial, which is really important because a lot of times when working with a financial planner, if you do have one or have been considering one, you don't really get that that community and that that really that feeling of a relationship and somebody who's committed to your success. So I'm excited for you all to hear this interview. Um, Damien is awesome. He's he's all about transformation, not about the short-term transactions. And I love engaging with people like Damien. And he's he really helps people build that confidence that they need to transform their lives and be healthy on all different levels, which really contributes drastically like everything to your financial freedom. And let's face it, most of us, that's what we want, financial freedom. Hello, Damien. Hello, Summer. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's good to hear you today. It's so good to hear you too. I, I love that we've been working with you for some years now, making some some magical videos. Yeah, it's kind of kind of exciting to have things loop back around, but it's, it's I mean, it's the, the day and age we live in where you, you have these these connections with people and then they pop up and you're like, wait, I know you from what year? And and it's just, a, it's a, it's kind of magical. This has never happened before in the history of the world. And and now here we are having this conversation that all these people are going to be hearing and and we've been working together kind of on the side for, for like five years. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm really excited for today because this is an important topic. And it's all about really creating creating financial freedom. This is something that people will say that they want. And a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs. And funny enough, you you speak with a lot of entrepreneurs that are really amazing at building their business, making money, making magic happen. And then when it comes to themselves and really getting that security and, and creating their own financial path personally outside of the business, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, crap, I need to do that, too. So for some people, they might they might have started some people, not at all. I just want to give some advice, give some um, light bulb moments for them, and hopefully we'll get some people started on a path by just hearing this podcast. So I'm so excited that we get, you know, you, this incredible, amazing expert to talk about this today. Well, I appreciate that. It's funny because they're, the idea of anybody being an expert, I think, just means that they've had a lot of carnage and a lot of blood. Totally. And I mean, that's that's really the, the background or the story. And and it was it wasn't because I read a book and anybody that's really made it. It's because they were out there in the field and they were learning by cutting their teeth on things. And and I, I mean, I, I'm where I'm at because I did everything wrong for a, a good 10 years. And that, that's that's the value of, of this, of, of me sharing. It's that people can leverage off it and not have that same carnage. They can say, oh, okay, well, let's not do what Damien did wrong. Let's learn from him. And and then they get to do things better and be smarter and, and not have those 10 years lost. I mean, you really can leverage from, from OPE, the other people's experiences. And that's that's really what I want to be able to do is, is give those to people and help them create the permanent financial freedom versus this, this temporary uh, thing that a lot of us create that I certainly did. I mean, it was a $20 million portfolio that I created and a lot, multi-millions in net worth. And it was all temporary yeah. because I didn't have the the core that's really important. I wasn't measuring those things that, that we're going to talk about. It was, I, I was missing all those because I was having all this fun with a lot of financial crack. And that's yeah. a big problem. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let's let's talk about that. So I, I know we don't have enough time to get into every single detail of your story and how you got to doing what you're doing today. But can you give us kind of the, you know, the summed up version and some of those mistakes that that we can learn from? Yeah, well, in in the beginning, I mean, I, I really did. I went off the edge of of the norm, the the typical with um, you know going to to school and and getting a job and doing the, all the security stuff. I basically just ignored it, even though everybody was kind of telling me, "Parents, see, this is what you should do." And I, I started doing things in the alternative space. I was going to seminars. I was reading a lot of the personal development books, and I was I was going to create something that I didn't have any experience with, and nobody around me had any. And when I did that. I was going really, really fast. And I think that that's what happens for people when they're, especially when they're starting out or even in the middle of their, their um, entrepreneurial career there, it's, it's about the speed. And, and what is funny is that you realize time will go by and you'll get five, five years down the road. You will, you'll end up there and 10 years down the road. And if you can plan with the end in mind, you really start doing things differently today. And I wasn't really planning for way down the road with something that I would be proud of. I was just planning for money. So one of the big mistakes was I was focusing on money versus the impact. And, and so I made a lot of money, but the impact, the side effect, it was like an opposite thing. The impact was that I was killing myself in the process. And so the, the shift and the learning was that if you focus on the impact, the, the wealth becomes the side effect and it really becomes permanent because you go into more of a relationship versus a transactional experience with people. And I was doing a lot of transactions and it was really the end justified the means. And I see a lot of people doing that. And what they're doing is they're building something that's kind of on quicksand. And I, mm. I was certainly doing the same thing. So we have to really ask ourselves, what's what's the impact of what I'm doing long term? Because you're probably going to end up long term. At some point, you're going to be down the road and you really want to be proud of something and have the fulfillment of it and not just have the success and the big bank account and a very hollow life, which is really what I ended up with, which is why it, it almost killed me because that was my focus in the beginning. Wow. So what is it that made you decide what, what, what are some of the things that kind of create that mindset, if you will, of, okay, this is, this is what I want to do with my future based on this experience that I've had, because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with in terms of their mindset of money. Yeah, it, it really boils down to asking the question of what you want versus who you are. And I, I think a lot of people get really clear about what they want. They want things, they want experiences, they want stuff, but they don't really have a, a clear understanding or vision of who they are and who they're evolving into be. And in the easiest way, the fastest way to do that is to boil down the most important values in your life. And I, I boiled mine down to six about a year and a half ago. And so every, every decision I make now is based on those six values. And if somebody or some deal or some transaction or whatever is outside of those values, it gets repelled. So you know, when, I, when I'm dealing with, with somebody, there are people that come in and they, they're shopping, they're shopping price, and, and they're, not really, they're not looking for a relationship, they're looking for a transaction. So I actually repel those people, whether it's a customer or a partner. And, and that's, it's easy for me because one of my six values is, is relationship. And when I hear victim mentality, I, it goes against the self-responsibility value that I have. So knowing those now, I can really be clear about what I'm going to go after and what I want, because if there's a violation between what I want and my values, my values are going to win. And I didn't have that before. I just had what I wanted. So I, I'd go after the cars and, and the experiences and all the speed, but I really didn't have a clue about who I was. And if we have, we have to start there or basically anything in any sales pitch is going to sound really good because it might be juicy and then we'll end up all over the place and we end up lost. 
Yeah, <laughs> very true. So people are love to be in control of their lives, right? They say they want to be in control. And in a lot of ways, there's things that they are controlling and have some pretty good control over. Why do you think it is that finances seem to be such a hard thing for them to control and is taking control like of your finances so hard? Is that why? I, I think there's a consciousness around it and we're, we're really, we're being pushed on by the marketing, by, by the, the consumption society we live in to be out of control, to really just be, be kind of hedonistic animals where we just, we capture whatever tastes good in the moment or, or feels good. And we're, we're not really being set up to, to win long-term. And so if we choose not to be in control, then, then really we're just going to go wherever people are selling us to go. The, the challenge is that most of the people we tend to be around in general, I'm talking society wise, aren't really in control and they really don't know what's going on primarily because they're not really measuring things because they're working really hard and they're in a rat race and, and they're trying to survive. So when you're in the survival mode, it's pretty darn hard to be sitting still and thinking about the vision of your life and the metrics and, and these things that you really have to. So the, the powerful moment for, for me or for anybody else to shift is when you start changing the environment and the people that are influencing you so that your new norm becomes the conscious present focus on your numbers, what you're doing. It's not just a knee-jerk reaction. But that really takes a lot of times a painful transition from who you're around and and the influences to maybe a new set. And I know for me, that, that kind of involved firing family and and a lot of the people that were in my life that were really influencing me in a, in a bad way, because we truly do become the, the average of the people around us. And this isn't just the average of their incomes, it's the average of their integrity. And that was the, probably the biggest aha moment for me in the late 2000s. I realized that I had become the people I was around. I had become their wealth. I had, I had gotten very rich. I also became their ethics and their morals. Mm. And in a lot of their, those cases, they didn't have any. And so that's who I became, which is really embarrassing. And it's it was a good lesson for me to go, okay, I need to look under the hood. And we all need to do that. It's not just the outside appearance of, of people that we look up to, but what's going on underneath? Are they consistent with, with their words, their beliefs, and their actions? Or is it just part of that? And that, that's more important than just modeling after somebody's wealth creation method. Right. So you help people essentially get financially healthy and I want to talk about what that looks like. But first, I want to talk about what are some of the unhealthy characteristics of an unhealthy financial life? One of the, the primary ones is being too transactionally motivated, where you're you're focusing on just the kill. And as much as I love Grant Cardone, and I mean, I love he motivates me, gets me excited. There's there's a lot of focus on the hustle and the the transaction today. And a good example of that, I had a, a guy that set up an appointment to speak with me about his retirement stuff yesterday, and we're, we're chatting, and about 10 minutes into the call, I said, you know, you really have what you need. I'd love to sell you something, but I don't think you need to buy anything from me. I, I really, you're just, you're good. Like, this doesn't make any sense for you. And he said, well, here's two, you know, two things. One, your credibility just went up in a massive way because you told me, I mean, you're, you're literally looking out for my best interest. And, and that's one of the mistakes we make is we're focusing on ourselves and we're not focusing on the relationship. You would not screw somebody that you wanted to be in relationship for the next 20 years over a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars today. It would, because right. you'll never have the relationship. And that's one of the biggest things that we're doing because we're in that survival mode. And so part of this is just waking up to what are we going to focus on today or in just today? Or are we really going to think about who we're going to end up being 10 or 20 years down the road? 
you have to switch into more of a future focus versus just today, or you're really just going to have a lot of todays that don't add up to anything other than a whole lot more of the same thing over and over again. So how do we, how do you explain that to people that are like, oh, but I want to live in the moment. You know, there's people out there that I don't want to, I don't want to save. I don't want to invest. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to, I'm going to live for today. <laughs> it, and, that, and that's cool because you can't live in the future, but you're going to get there. And so there's this, this balance. It's, it's seeing the future and then living today as part of a creation towards the future. Cause what you're doing today is creating the future. And, and so I, I do a lot of martial arts. I've been doing this for almost 20 years and if you ever go to the mat and you're in the middle of an engagement with somebody and you're thinking about the future, you're going to end up on your back or with a, a fist in your face. You have to be super present. And that so what you're saying, Summer, is super important that you really have to be in the moment. And and the, the problem, I think, is that a lot of times we we are thinking, oh, if I'm just in the flow and I, and I don't think about the future, but I'm really I'm really present, then it's much it's better. Well, that's interesting, except that thing is going to take you wherever it wants to go, wherever somebody else wants to go. And you may not really wake up in the right place that you really wanted to be. And so you have there's a balance between the two. I guess the worst thing is is the past. If you're sit, sitting there living in the past, regretting the past, that's that's really big, the bigger problem. It's the combination of of the future and and the, and the present moment of living is really to me. That's the powerful combination. The past is what kills you. Right. So. What is it like for somebody to actually take control of their finances, of their future? And what does that, what does that financial health look like? The, the, the big shift for people to, to actually have permanent financial freedom to, to really, because that's what we're, what, when we look, think about business, when we think about investing, especially we're, we're constantly asking, okay, what, what can I do? What do I need to sh- do so that. I'm free that I'm, I don't have this financial bondage and, and I can actually live the way I want to. What, what people make the mistake of thinking is that there's a certain pile of money. There's a, it's, it's 2 million or it's $5 million in the bank. And then I'm going to be free or that. And I said this for a long time and I, I think it's still a mistake that a certain cash flow is the answer. If you have a turnkey investment or you have a business that's producing cash, then you've got freedom. The, the shift really is into the confidence. And, and here's what I mean. When, when you develop yourself and, and you have the confidence that you can create wealth, all of a sudden you have freedom. doesn't matter how much cash you have. It doesn't matter how much property or business or anything else because you know you've got the ability. That's permanent freedom, and, and it's, it's a process. It's not something somebody can sell you. It's not a book you can read. It's actually a process you go through, and it's, it's a, a very present process that you have to invest in time, energy, money, and I think that's why most people never get there is because they're looking for the quick fix. They're looking for the pill. And and most people don't want to acknowledge reality. And that's really the, the very first thing is to acknowledge where you're at. Most people would be pretty disgusted if they actually looked at where they were at financially, what their habits were. And they so they just ignore it. And then they, they look for the next hack. They, they, they look for the, the next Tim Ferriss book so they can do a lot less or a lot more in a lot less time. And that's interesting, but it's not going to create the permanent financial freedom or the permanent freedom to live on on somebody's own on their own terms. Right. What is it that you're looking at when you first meet with a client? I look at the thing that can't lie because we can all lie. We can all make up stories. We can all justify things by when we're in conversation. The first thing I do is is I'll say, "Great, let's let's dig into your numbers. Let's look at your let's look at what you do. How, how you behave is really a." a representation of what you believe and what, what matters to you. So that means we look at, at the spending. We look at what the where the investing is. A, 
a great example of this. I was, I was talking with a, a partner of mine that I did some training with and, uh, for his company, he was helping my, my team and, and we, we were talking about investing and he was telling me his story. He'd sold a company, made a couple million bucks. And I said, great. So what are you doing now? He said, well, I've, I've, I've invested that money. And he started telling me about the different investments. And by the time he got done, I said, okay, so you're down to about 600,000 out of that 2 million. And all of your investments are all based on speed. They're all very exciting. And none of them is stable or producing anything. You're just looking for juice. I said, so your, your first, your, your first step is to take up skydiving or something and make your investments really boring because you're getting way too much juice out of your investing. And he realized, wow, you're, you're right. And so it was really looking at the hardcore numbers, what was happening, all of his stuff was dropping, but he was in the middle of the exciting space of, of something happening, but it really was just a, a depreciation of his assets. So looking at the numbers and being really honest about what is going on, what decisions you've made how you are in the space you're in. And if it, you know, the simplest thing about having somebody else look at our credit card statements or our bank statements is actually terrifying to most of us. And it's the most exhilarating thing to move through that and be honest because then you can take control because you can't change a lie. And once you know the truth, you can start adjusting it, but you have to go there first. Yeah. And what I think is interesting is when people actually see the truth and they come to face to face with their habits, it's actually a weight off of their chest. It's like that's that was probably more of the stress is not wanting to look at it. But once they finally look at it, it's like, OK, now I can deal with now I know what I'm dealing with. That, that's it. It's it's really funny that that old saying, I don't know where it came from, but the, it, the truth will set you free. Yeah, it's it's the unknown that it, you're right. It weighs on you. It just it's it's so much to deal with because you can't fix the unknown. You don't even know what to do with it because you don't know what it is. Right. And then <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, you know what? That's not that bad. OK. I mean, I, I was talking with somebody recently and, and looking at her business. And the truth was she was working a job to pay her business. And she'd been doing that for a couple of years. And I said, if we map this out, what you're doing, you're going to work the next 10 years just to pay into your businesses that aren't working. And sometimes acknowledging that things aren't working is the most powerful thing you can do for your business and to say it's time to find a different a battle, a different path. And for her, the plan is she's shutting it down. She's literally filing bankruptcy. And it's the only thing that would free her. And some people would say, I don't, I can't do that. I've got to fight this thing. Yeah, you know what? You can. And I've, I've done that before and I get that. And it, it, the problem is it chews up your life. And if it's yeah. the wrong fight, you can't fight for something that really matters. You're fighting for your ego and that will take your life. Do you think that every person should have a financial planner that they work with? Um, I, I think everybody should be their own financial planner. I think they should have a team. I think there's a value in having uh, coaches and people that are around us that give us feedback. But the problem with the, the financial planners, and there are some really good ones, I, I haven't met very many of them. Mostly I, I meet people that call themselves financial planners and they're selling Wall Street products. They're selling mutual funds and life insurance. And the problem I have there is that those are really in, in people's self-interest, the person that's selling them most of the time. And I've been on both sides. I've sold that stuff and I've, I've been the CFO for people that have those type of businesses. And I see what, what happens. Tons of money gets made in the selling of those things and the advice. And really the advice is to buy more of those products. And it, oftentimes it's not in the best interest of the, the client. And so I have a real hard time with that industry because I think it's very self-serving. Yeah. So I think people really should have other people that are just giving them advice. And that's why I like the coaching industry so much. You have coaches that aren't selling anything except their perspective and they're holding space for the truth. 
that's more powerful than somebody selling you life insurance or a mutual fund. So kind of, you know, piggybacking on this is you you've created a community. So it's not just, you know, a one on one working with you. You there's a whole community in with what with your business. Is that correct? Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's, it's interesting because this, this got really formed up and firmed up recently that it's, it's about transformation. It's, and so I, I call it the members of the, of the community transformers, it's transformation nation. And, and there's really a group of people that are, that are taking responsibility for their life and they're, they're running with it. And it's such an unusual thing for people to really be totally responsible that you, you almost feel like an outcast, like, okay, everybody's gonna look at me funny that I'm owning everything in my life. And so it made sense to create a community and have a, a tribe around this to so where people realized, hey, I, I'm not alone. And there are other like crazy, kooky people and they're like me. And, and so that's it's a huge part of anything. If we find our tribe, we find strength and power and there's true security with that tribe that you wouldn't have if, if you were just on your own. It's a little bit a little bit shaky and we're not built like that. Right. So say somebody wants to get started with you. What is that whole, what does that process look like to work with your company? Well, there, there's a couple of things that, that we do. I and mean, one, one of the, the core things that we've been doing is, is really getting hold of, of people's retirement money f- so that they have control and they have a picture on what it looks like. Uh, there, there was a, a guy that I spoke with in, in South Carolina that had a pension from Goodyear. This is like last week. He, and he was telling me that he's retiring and and he's he's got an option of like eighteen hundred bucks a month after thirty years, or he can get a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar paycheck or just a, a, a disbursement, like one time payment. And I said, great. So what do you want to do? And so the process was figuring out what he was going to be responsible for, or if he was just looking to hand his money to somebody like a financial advisor. And he said, I want to do real estate. I've done a little bit, and I want to do more. And I said, that's great. You're talking my language. This is the philosophy of what we're all about about the responsibility. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of leverage when you think to think about things like your own business or real estate. And one of my other six values is 10 X it's thinking much bigger. So his $250,000, he can take that and create, recreate his income that he was getting at, at the company he was working for. He can create five or $10,000 a month in residual from his real estate, or he can just get this $1,800. And I, I don't know about you, but it cost me $1,800 to, for lunches every month. And yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm like, how, how do you, what do you do with that? Yeah, exactly. No, there, there's no way. So the process really working with, with me or, or with the company is, is people that want to get really clear about their options and then do something with them. It's, it's not the right space for people that are wanting to hand their money to somebody and just hope it all works out. Like smoking hopium, that whole strategy is a disaster and I don't buy into it. So I'm, I'm looking for people that are really responsible and just want to transform that they really want to do the work. And oftentimes it starts with retirement money and, and it, it really depends. Oftentimes there's, there's work we do with, with businesses and partnerships that we, we help clarify whether they're the right ones or how we need to overhaul those. So it's, it's like surgery a lot of times on people's financial lives. I mean, it's, it's not, it, sometimes it's not fun, but the outcome is worth it every right. time. And I love, you know, that just that story that you just told just goes back to that whole mindset of it's not really about the regular, you know, $1,800 that's coming in each month. It's about it's having the freedom and security of knowing what you're capable of doing with that. Yeah. And and when 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 he was talking about this, what I saw into his future, and I don't even think he saw, but I could see it for him, was that once he starts doing this and takes control, that 250 becomes less and less relevant. 
because yeah. it's not about how much money you have. One of the biggest myths out there is that it takes money to make money. It doesn't take money. It takes it takes ideas. It takes energy. It takes commitment. And when you're when you you focus and you make a choice, you're, you're very quickly going to find that all the money that you would ever need to create more wealth is is just right in front of you, and it doesn't have to be in your bank account. And people get stuck, and it's a great excuse to never do anything. Well, I don't have any money, and I need money to make money. I mean, I hear that, and I just cringe. It makes me just make me want to vomit a little bit hearing people say that. It's an excuse, yeah. It's a total excuse. So it's really unwinding some of those things and challenging those assumptions. And and a guy like that will be able to create as much wealth as he really wants to, as as long as he wants to create it, because he's because of the responsibility factor, and that changes everything. It's not about a tool; it's about him shifting into being in that confidence space. And then he's going to be free. When when is it too late to to have your financial future mapped out? When you're dead. Good. That's what I was hoping to hear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it, people. It's it, I, people come in, and I have conversations with people that are uh, that are eighteen, nineteen years old, and I mean, that's obviously an amazing place to start. And I have people that come in at fifty five, sixty, in their sixties, and they're they're saying, "Okay, I have no idea what I'm doing." I want to get started and you know I have a little teeny bit of money and I go great you showed up that is like 90% of the of life so it doesn't really matter when you start it's it's really how you start and it's it's whether you start as a victim or you start as somebody that's that's open and and willing to listen and learn and grow so there's the, the sooner is better you know ten, the old was a chinese proverb that the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago the next best time is right now and that's yeah. really what investing is it's the same thing so I'd love to know, uh, especially with entrepreneurs there. So some people have, you know, with their with their jobs, if they're working for a corporation, they can invest into their or their, some some of them are required to invest into their 401k. And then their whatever they put in, they are matched. What about for the entrepreneur that's setting that up on their own? What how do you view um, 401ks as opposed to other types of, of investments, mutual funds, all of that. How do you decide what's what's right for someone? Well, first off, I never decide, and I, I always encourage people to find their their own thing. So when when somebody says, well, "What should I invest in?" I say, "You." I mean, that's the first answer. Like, yeah. it's invest money in yourself. Don't don't go throw your money into a mutual fund because your company matches it before you're investing in your own self improvement. I mean, that's crazy. But that's what most people do. And they go, "Well, it's free money." I'm like, "Yeah, but where's it taking you?" They have no idea. So the I think the the most important thing is to figure out what what resonates with you, what vibrates. And just because money is free, quote unquote free, and it's matching doesn't mean it's the right place. If Because you really don't have any control. The 401k at work, that is not, if, if you're an entrepreneur and and you've got the ability to set up your own, and that's one of the things that we do is set up these solo 401ks and self-directed stuff. You're in charge of your retirement money. You really can do other things. You can invest in things outside of, out of mutual funds, but it's it's more important to figure out who you are first and then start investing. I think people do that backwards. They start throwing money and then they go, okay, it's it's working. I'm making 12%. I'm like, yeah, but is it the right fit? You have no idea. You have no control, no focus, no vision. So you got to start with you got to start with the right thing first and and not go backwards. Otherwise, who knows what you're going to end up with. Right. That's that's really Great advice to hear because, like you said, with a lot of financial planners, they kind of set. I know that everybody has, you know, a different plan based on their income, what they're doing, but they pretty much kind of have a set process for for each individual that comes into them. Yeah, the, this is a great example of this, and and I I trash on it because I've just I've been so close to it and I get it and I, I understand the math and and the math doesn't lie. 
it this this whole idea with with life insurance and this this banking on yourself and things and I'm it, it makes me cringe because it's not there's not an honest conversation around it. A, a financial planner oftentimes is selling life insurance and and they sell it as the greatest thing ever. And I, I look at it and I go, it's the greatest thing ever for the agent, for the advisor. They're making a fortune in the commissions. And it's it's not a great thing for you, but it's their bullet. They have a gun and a bullet and that's what they're gonna shoot. And it's it, it's not they're not really looking at the whole picture. They're not they're not trusting their client. I think that's one of the big problems. A lot of these the financial planners really don't trust people to be smart enough. Wall Street doesn't trust people to be smart enough. It says, you're too stupid. Give us your money and we will manage it. You may or may not have money at the end. Based on the history, you you should, but no guarantee. And I just have a different philosophy. I really trust people to make their own decisions. I'm, I, I believe people are going to make the right decisions for them if you get out of their way. And, and I don't think that one bullet is the right bullet for everybody. I think right. really people have to figure it out and you can help them, but it's not because you're trying to sell them a product that makes you a bunch of cash. What are, what are the top questions you get when people first onboard with you? Uh, I mean, really that people want to know what, what do I do to, how do I start? They, they don't want to make a mistake. And that that's one of the, the things that we've gotten really backwards is this this idea of making mistakes? We're programmed from like when we're five years old. Make a mistake, you you fail, you get held back in kindergarten. And you're like, okay, it's all downhill from here. So I, the the idea of of making a mistake, the question is, what's that mistake going to cost you, and what are you going to learn from it? And and one of the things I like to do with people when they they first start really controlling their money and things, I like to give them something that they can't lose on, that they can physically get involved with, and. And so it, it may sound silly, but one of the first things I'll suggest people do is, is buy an ounce of silver because it's, it's usually outside of what they've done in the past and they control it and they're holding it and they go, oh, okay, it's 20 bucks. I'm holding an investment and nobody's manipulating it and I'm not really making a mistake, but it's, it changes their interaction with their money and with their investing. And so there's, there's really a fear around people making a mistake and not being smart enough, not being worthy. So we really have to push through that. It's it's really an emotional, psychological experience. It's not really a an intellectual experience of you have to be smart enough. It's it's the emotions that get in the way. And that's what blows people up or really pushes them through. So that's what they're asking about. It's the underlying question. How how, how can I be good enough? How can I how can I, you know, make a mistake and not lose everything in my life? And so we we go through the process of here's what happens when you make mistakes. Like when I lost everything, I lost physically everything and financially everything because my physical, my spiritual is all tied to my, my financial. And that's one of the things we have to help people get past is that when you make a mistake and you lose money, you're still here and it doesn't take away from your worth. So that's a big fear that's underlying a lot of these decisions. And the, the onboarding is, is really giving people the power to realize, Hey, you can go through this and some of these things aren't going to work. Some of your investments are going to go goofy and, and you'll keep moving through and you'll get better. And that's the confidence piece where we shift them into that space. And then it and then it frees them up going forward. Right. What's one of the most exciting stories of of one of your clients? Biggest transformation. I, one gosh, of the bigger transformations, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. So there's there's this one a couple that I, I've been working with for a number of years, and I watched them start off where they had they they'd sold uh, they sold a house and they had a, a million and a half dollars and. And they were, they called me and, and they said, we want to talk to you about money. And I said, great, what do you want to talk about? And this is before it was more formalized on the process. And, and they said, well, we're, we're not really sure what to do. We've got this cash. And, and what I could, what I could hear, what I could feel 
was this deep sense of, of anxiety around losing that money because they were in their fifties. And if they lost that money, they didn't have time to, they didn't have another 30 years to build it back up because it was, you know, over a period of time, they'd built their, their wealth and it ended up in this house. And so I watched them and worked with them for a couple of years where they were, they were doing things. They were out, they bought a, a rehab house that just turned out to be a disaster. And they learned about investing with people in properties that are in markets that are a thousand miles away and with the wrong people. So how valuable a team is and how valuable looking at the actual numbers are. And so they, they got really clear on all this stuff. They lost money and then they made some mistakes on, on some other stuff, but they didn't stop. And that was the, that was the, the, the cool thing. They kept going. And then they took the lessons from the, the goof ups and they started investing in additional property that started working and they started doing private lending. And, and what I saw them do was shift into a space of feeling confident that they could make decisions that were going to work. And they didn't feel like they had to have their money held by somebody else. They could actually make intelligent decisions. And so now they're, they're consistently making, they're, they're making income from, from their, their money. And they're not just, they're not terrified. And I think most people are living terrified. Yeah. The, these people are, they, they, they have the skills now and they have some investments, but they also have the skills to where that the money they have can create the income that they need for the rest of their life. And it's not about Wall Street. It's not about the markets. It's about their skill set and their confidence and seeing them transition and knowing that they don't need me anymore is deeply gratifying because yeah. it's all in them now. That's cool. That's so awesome. So what would you say the percentage of people that come to you are really unaware of what kind of financial tools are available to them? I would say a hundred percent of the people don't realize that they're, uh, what tools are out there. I think, um, there's a small group that, that has heard of some tools and there's, there's so much out there that you can tap into, uh, whether it's the, the self-directed retirement plans or whether it's, it's, it's just, there's so much more out there than what we're told is out there. I think we're just basically beat into an oblivion and told you just take your money, you hand it over to somebody and in 30 yeah. years you wake up and it works. But people don't realize you, you really have to have, have conversations with the right people. And those people are not necessarily selling you something. They're, right, it's like exactly. our conversation here. This is where people are going to learn about stuff that's going to open their minds to different things. And you would not get that if you walked into a, a Wall Street brokerage. They would never share this stuff with you. Why do you think that is? That it's so, I mean, this, I, I find that, that most people are, and, and I'm talking about like really intelligent people, but they don't know a lot of what's available to them. I, I, I mean, I, I had to learn throughout, you know, different conversations with different people, again, not people selling me anything, but just, you know, whether it's family, friends, other people that I've worked with, it's, it's not something that's really taught to you. Why do you think no, that is? Well, it, it, well, what the, where, where do we get our stuff? Where, where do we get our, our financial information? We get it from pretty much from our family where, yeah. where we started and it's, it's, it's really anchored. So we might hear about stuff going forward, but we've got these belief systems as kids that are anchored and there's certain things you do and you invest a certain way or you do things with your money a certain way. And, and so unless you in, are, you enter into a radically different environment where you're going to constantly get a completely different message, you're pretty much anchored to those things and you do you act, I mean, we're consistent. The way we do anything is the way we do everything. And the way we do anything is pretty much from a belief system that was based on growing up and the things that were instilled in us. So you, you have to pick yourself up and move into a completely different environment. Like you were, you were talking about learning things from other people. And, and again, it's not, it's not about people selling things. It's, 
It's about thought leaders and, and change agents and people that are on the edge and really exploring things that are uncomfortable. I mean, if it makes you cringe a little bit thinking about some of the, the ideas that are being shared in the money world, that's probably good. It means you're growing. And so you want to find those people that are out there where like sometimes people will say, this just sounds too easy. It sounds too good to be true. And I laugh and I go, why? Why? Because Wall Street has created this complexity around things so that you feel like you are not smart enough to be able to understand derivatives and and these high frequency trading things and all this stuff. So you go, I, I don't get it. It's too much for me. I'm going to focus sure on what I do. I'm sure most listeners right now just went, yep, that's me. <laughs> yep. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's brutal trying to get into that world, but the yeah. reality is you don't have to. If you if you realize it, it's it's only complex because that it keeps people stuck and it keeps them a victim, and it's done on purpose because it's really profitable for that system to make sure that people feel too stupid to actually take control of their money because the fees are so big to keep people stuck inside a system forever. Oh, yeah, gosh, that's a whole no- another conversation too with fees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh boy, I I know there's there's so much more and there's so much that you have to offer with Total Control Financial. Um is that where we can send people to to get more, to learn more, to find out if they if they want to work with you, read some testimonials, see what you're all about? Yeah, Total- definitely. Yeah, yeah, Total Control Financial is is the place to go and and I wrote a book on on one of the things we've talked about a little bit on this this retirement stuff. And it, the the book is is it's called the Total Control Guide to the QRP, and it, there's you can get a, a copy of it. There's a physical copy of it that I'll mail you by going to the site and get a copy of that. Even if you've even, whether you've heard of it or not, getting a copy of it is going to expand your your options and your thinking, and it's going to trigger some things. So my suggestion is go do that one thing. If there's only one thing you do, just go get a copy of that book, and and maybe it'll make you think. Maybe it'll open up some options that you didn't have before. Awesome. And they can get that at totalcontrolfinancial.com? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. Damien, I want to talk to you for like three more hours. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. And I I love this stuff. And I, I think I kind of love it because it's not it's not really out there. So I get excited when there's people like you who have the you just have a very holistic approach to it. And it's really about the individual and not just about the plan that the planner wants you to take. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I think that that's part of the philosophy too. I was, I was actually meeting with my doctor yesterday and, and he's a, a naturopathic doctor and that's a, a holistic approach. And so it's really, there's a consistency with how I look at things. And, and I, I think it's important for us to really find people that see a big picture and aren't just trying to find the symptoms. They're not just trying to poke at this one little piece, but they're really having a conversation about the the whole. And and that's that's what this is. That's finances is no different than than our bodies. We can't just focus on our toes. There might be something bigger. It might be our our the food that we're eating that's causing the problem in our toe. But if we go the toe's the problem, get rid of the toe. I mean, that's what we do with our finances. Yeah. It's not. It's a reflection of who we are. So we need to start there. And that's that's what you'll find. With, with Total Control Financial and, and with the, the work that I've done. It's really about the holistic approach to money. So good. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I know that I've learned a ton and I'm excited to dive in more. I'm definitely getting the book. And uh, listeners, I hope you do as well. We will have links to all of that on the blog post and on our show notes on how to get that. Damon, you rock. I'm so excited that we finally get to talk. <laughs> No awesome. doubt. It's been years in the making. This is fantastic. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you so, so much. 
Thank you, Summer. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure being here and, and sharing and connecting with you. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests. Oh.